Hola Conchitas, welcome back to the Self-Conscious Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Cortez. And I'm your other host, Evelyn Salazar. And this is episode seven of season two. This week, we are talking about a topic some of you Conchitas have asked us to talk about and one both Stephanie and I are all too familiar with, toxic friendships. And here to talk with us on the matter is a special guest, Nalima Maru. We've all had some hardships when it comes to friendships. Some of our friends from our childhood aren't in our lives anymore, even the friends we had in high school. It just seems to have drifted off. Regardless, it seems inevitable that at least at one point in our lives, we will run into toxic friendships, but we're not always sure how to navigate it or end it. We hope you enjoy and learn something in this episode. This episode may be triggering for some listeners who have experienced an unhealthy or abusive relationship. Please proceed with caution. All righty, guys, on this week's episode, we got Nalini, who's 23 years old. She's also a University of Utah college student, majoring in strategic communications, and she should be graduating here in Vogel as well. She's also a fashionista and a fellow dog mom. Before we get started, how's your day going? It's going well. I uh, got coffee with a friend. I've been trying to declutter and clean up my space so I can clean up my mind. But other than that, it's been going well. How about, how about you? It's going good. A good Memorial Day weekend. I had a graduation party this weekend. That was fun. Evelyn was there. Nalima was there. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I do Sunday? I was hungover Sunday. <laughs> and I was going to say, Stephanie party. got drunk. <laughs> I actually was not hungover this morning. I was actually pretty okay. So proud. I know. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think like it's fun to in, like indulge every now and then if you don't do it often. This was my weekend to kind of let loose. Kind of needed it. That's fair. What about you, Ev? What have you been up to? How was your day? Uh, my day was good. Just visited some family members and some of my boyfriend's family. And then we took my puppy to the lake, which is really fun. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Okay, guys. Well, we're going to get started with this episode because y'all don't know how hard it's been trying to record this episode. So, Conchitas, please appreciate Evelyn, mine, and the Lima's effort to pull out this episode for you guys because it's a good episode so here we go so we got a fun question for you Nalima before we actually get started to the actual topic of the episode what do you love about having a dog slash pet oh I love this question I think for me it's having a best friend having that companion someone that's excited for you to come home and that unconditional love and I have a really good bond with mine so he just really picks up all my emotions and is really there to comfort me when I need him. And I just feel like it's just having basically a kid, <laughs> like a little toddler that you're taking care of, but a good support system. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah. What about you, Ev? How do you feel about having a dog? Dogs? Well, first, I want to know, Nilimo, what kind of dog is your dog? Oh, he's a Maltese Yorkie mix. Oh, that is so yeah. cute. Is he small? Yeah, he's he's tiny, but he's long. It's so weird. He's long and short. (laughs) A short king. We love it. (laughs) I have so I have a blue healer and I have a golden retriever puppy. One's five years old, one's a puppy. I love dogs. I love having my dogs. Like Nalima said, they are your best friends. They love you. They support you. They know what you're feeling and they comfort you when you're sad. And it's just nice to come home and have their company. Or if you're home alone, like you're not really home alone because your dog's there and they like yeah. lay with you and watch TV and stuff. I love it. Yeah. I love having my best friend. Like my dog is my best friend. I get to take him on runs. I get to take him on all like sorts of adventures. Like that's really, really why I wanted a dog. Cause I, 
don't want to do stuff by myself. I wanted companionship and that's my dog. And today his loyalty was tested because my dad told him to go to something and he and I was kind of like doing something and he like would refuse to leave my side. And so it's like, that's my best friend. That's my boy. But I'm getting like puppy fever all over again. And I know I shouldn't. And I've told Evelyn this. And I actually told Nolima this too. I honestly should not be getting another dog, but God really be tempting me. No, and Stephanie. I want like Blue Merle Australian Shepherd. Like those are the, that's, I know that's my next dog. And I already know what I'm going to call him. And um, we are in a problem, but uh, will I do it? I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think I will go through with it. I just know like it's in the foreseeable future that that's my next dog. Stephanie, what is it with you and me? Because literally that's been my next dog on my list too for a while. No way. <laughs> like we literally no, got golden retrievers at the same time. If we end up getting <laughs> the same dog again at the same oh my time, God. I swear to God. But oh my God, whole side note, our dogs will be having puppy play days because they're literally like four days apart. They are. They're so cute. No, yeah, that'll be wild, though. You want the one the kinds that you want, though, are a little bit different pattern than the ones I want. The ones that you want freaking Hayden's uh, family owns one. He's cute. See, it's a sign. (laughs) (laughs) So Nalima, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So as Stephanie mentioned, I'll be hopefully graduating next year. So I'm almost done. I want to go into marketing and that's the long-term goal is basically get into advertising because I didn't see a lot of South Asian representation in advertising growing up. So my goal is to make sure there is representation. So I'm really excited to get into that work. I'm also really into cities and just exploring new places, eating new food, as well as deep conversations. I love when you meet someone and you just immediately hit it off and start having these deep conversations and building that bond. I just think that's the most beautiful thing. So I'm all about human interactions and genuine human connection and just getting to know people holistically and um, basically building interpersonal connections. I'm also a dog mom. I love fashion. Literally will show up to any party ready. I Extra. Not ready. Extra. It's true. (laughs) But you know what? I have no regrets. (laughs) No, no, no shame. I would love to have that confidence. I love it. (laughs) Um, I also been getting into photography lately. Been really into self portraits and nature. All of that. Yes. So that's a little bit about me. I have a TikTok and Visco and YouTube. Wait, what? You have a TikTok? This is news to me. What? Following me. I said TikToks. Stephanie, you called out. Yes, I'm going to call you out. We've been following each other. You send me TikToks. (laughs) I send you stuff. I don't, I didn't know you post stuff. (laughs) I mean, it's been a minute. I've been busy with school, but definitely going to pick back up in the summer. So. Um, I'm in trouble, guys. <laughs> Give me a week well, to catch up. <laughs> Nalima, you definitely sound like my kind of person, like my kind of people. Literally everything you said is everything I'm supposed to do, everything I'm about. And so I'm so happy that you're on this episode. I'm so happy we met. Thank you. I actually, you know what? I want to see you overdressed extra because I throw an annual Christmas party, sweater party. And so I'll invite you and I want to see you show up You extra. did see her. She was huh? at the party. No, I know that. You saw her. She's at the party. 
I know, but I want to see her dress Those up were extra, extra Christmas. <laughs> Christmas style. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm down. I'm planning on it, so I'm excited. <laughs> Hell yeah. She invited her to a Christmas party. She, I don't, I haven't gotten in verbal invitation to a party oh my gosh stephanie you would have gotten it but i talk to you all the time i'm hurt i'm hurt (laughs) it's like seven months away hopefully hopefully you know because covid ruined it last year for me and i was devastated because i throw it Mm -hmm. every year you're just saving yourself at this point (laughs) hey stephanie you better you better show up to win though because there's prizes and everything people win I don't know about that, but I'll invite you to all my carnesales this summer. <laughs> and Kyla? Of course, always. As you guys know, this topic is going to be about toxic friendships. So this can be a bit of a triggering episode for some of us, some of you, when she does out there. So just, you know, heed with caution to, throughout this episode. So Nalima, what does toxic friendship or friendships mean to you? So in my experience, it's been basically not being able to express yourself the way you are and having to fit this box that is expected of you. And I would say in a way, friendships that don't support you or only accept you conditionally if you fit what their standards or criterias are. I would also say it's those type of friendships that once you express how you feel, you're being kind of like gaslit and not being able to say how you feel without it being about them. Basically, that's what toxic friendship means to me. Like the underline of you're not able to build yourself or grow as a person because you're constantly trying to chase what their image or expectation of you is. Yeah, I would definitely agree with everything Nalima said. You know, when you have to like change yourself or you have to like walk on eggshells around someone to be their friend, you're not really like going back to an old episode you're not really being your authentic self and you want to be able to express who you are around your friendship especially friendships you know what I mean like friendships are supposed to be something in life that bring joy and meaning and benefit to your life not the opposite preach yes I think toxic mimic a toxic relationship with a partner but when it comes to a friendship I think it's even worse I don't know if I'm making sense but I think when it comes to a friendship it's just more intimate because you've known this person you've trusted this person it's a different type of trust the person betrays you it it hurts like oh really. yeah there's I think friendship more so than a relationship yeah and it's bad you know I just think it hurts a little bit more when it's a friend and just to add on to what you said I feel like it's basically an emo like a emotional relationship it's basically a relationship but it is a relationship yeah, and it's like this emotional vulnerability that you have with the person. So I think definitely, yeah, like, I think those are very hard to navigate and, and overcome because it's like, like you both said, just that emotional trust and connection that you most of us wouldn't probably share with a partner, but we would share with a friend. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. <clears throat> with that, was the toxic friendship that made you realize you deserved better? I used to have people in my life that I started noticing were shifting, they were changing, their mindset was changing, and I saw the way they treated people. And an example I can give of this is 
there would be people talking about a topic and not being offensive or anything, just being like, oh, you know, if seeing this makes me uncomfortable, as simple as that, as they're just having a conversation amongst each other. And the people I used to be friends with would intersect and be like, oh, you cannot think like that. That is harmful. You're not allowed to think like that. This is how you should think. You should be comfortable with this X, Y, and Z. And that was my, I want to say, red flag of like, well, I don't like the way they're treating other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that was my, I wish if I could go back, that would be my like sign of like, girl, get out. (laughs) But yeah, I think for me, it was more of like this group shift of the way they viewed people and the way they thought of people and very much cancel culture. I think what I realized, the moment I realized I deserved better was when there was gaslighting, manipulation and blame, Mm. lack of accountability, like not taking responsibility of their actions, but rather putting it all on me Mm. and placing blame on me. Yes. Taking accountability for what they've done as well. Literally. I think that's something that is definitely a common red flag, not just in in any relationship, friendship, relationship, even with your family members, whatever, is someone who doesn't take accountability for their actions because then it causes road bumps that it's kind of hard to get over because in order to get over it, you both have to get over it together and work together. But if someone's not even acknowledging that there's a bump there, you can't do it all on your own. Yes. Period. (laughs) She hates me using period. (laughs) I know every time you say that now I feel like that's me in the back of your head being like Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I do you are you live in my head now <laughs> <laughs> rent free <laughs> okay well see I don't know if my experience counts as a toxic friendship because I think I might have been the bad friend in this scenario and so I don't know how comfortable I feel disclosing everything but I'm just gonna try to keep like give a summary a pg version yeah, I think what I want a good perspective. This was like about four, five years ago. I had this like friend that I had grown up with. Always at each other's side. I remember she was getting picked on and I would go and hit her bullies and stuff. But I think as we started gr- getting older and more so when I was, when we started going to college, I think her parents and her parents started comparing us like weight wise look wise work wise like just comparing that's not healthy at all yeah so I think her parents contributed in that you know this was somebody who would come to my family functions they were just always around I think it was like in 2017 I had hit my low I had gotten like fired from three jobs I fucked up on my school and I lost my scholarship and all my funding So I basically had to, I flunked out of school. I had to take a semester off to pay back and go back to school. And at the same time, nobody's aware, and I don't want to give this an excuse, but this was when I was at my breakthrough of when I needed to, when I needed to seek out mental health because all my trauma was like, it had finally kind of caught up to me and I was sort of in a mini depressive state. Again, I don't want to give my mental health an excuse, like use it as an excuse, but it just, it was a contributing factor. Anyway, so when this was all going down, I was actually having a really hard time with my mom. And this person was just kind of there for me. You know, we cried together in my car. 
they would give me feedback like advice and stuff but it was always not it wasn't always like really good advice sometimes it would be like kind of jabs at my mom you know it's kind of straining my relationship with my mother so while I thought it was helpful in in the outlook of things it really wasn't you know and this was somebody that introduced me to a different sort of lifestyle would I go back to that lifestyle? No, it was an experience for sure, but I, I wouldn't go back to it. And I'm not going to call them out on what, what was that lifestyle was. I just know that it was something that I wasn't comfortable doing. Yeah. And then later on, I realized that they need to, because they were going through their own things as being friends was kind of like we were like feeding off each other's negativity. And so that was kind of creating like this toxic environment for us, if that makes sense. During the summer of that year, when all of this was kind of going down, I... I sent a picture to my mom of, of some stuff and when I meant to send it to the friends and I threw my this person, this friend under the bus to as a scapegoat so I wouldn't get in trouble <laughs> with my mother. And she didn't already like this friend. This is also not is not excusing what I did, but I'm just saying like when your parents have a feeling about your friends. And they're telling you, I don't like you hanging out with that person. You should, you should listen to them. They, they know, they know. Because all I'm saying is that this person was no longer the friend I had as a kid. This person had gone and grown up and had gone through their own stuff. So my friend from my childhood was a different friend from when I was an adult, if that makes sense. And I didn't find out about all the things that they had done. Even though we've grown up together, like they still live their own lives, you know? So I, I don't know about all this stuff, you know, therefore I was presented to this different lifestyle. And I was like, oh shit, you do that? you did this? Whoa. But anyways, that's besides the point. So then what happened was I told this friend, I was like, Hey, I kind of threw you under the bus because I felt bad. <laughs> and they were like, okay, well, I was like, we just need this to blow over. Let my mom get over it. We'll be cool. We'll talk. I was like, I just can't, talk, you know, can't hang out for like a month or so. And you know, whatever. And they were like, okay, cool, whatever. And like, I would like message them and try to like keep tabs on them, check in on them, see if they were okay. I was getting like radio silence. And then their friends that they had introduced me to blocked me on social media. When I tried to reach out to this friend again, it kind of gave me the cold shoulder. And I was like, you know, I get it. And then like a couple months later, I like sent this text and like apologizing for my actions. This was after I got into therapy and got in like help and like, you know, saw the whole thing in hindsight. And so I apologized and I was like, okay, look, I'm sorry. I was a shitty friend. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry for being the bust. It wasn't like right for me to do that. I should take ability for what I did. Sorry. And I, I never got a message back. I didn't get a response. And so I was like, okay, well, that's that. Cause I said, like, I would love to take you out, like, you know, take you out to lunch and talk to you in person, you know, this, this, and that. Cause I feel like that's what this deserves, but I can't do that if they don't tell me when, when, and what time, you know, throughout the years, it just kind of, we just started drifting apart. And then last year at the beginning of the year, they posted a video of my 21st birthday and, Again, I'm going to keep it on the deal, but there was just stuff that I didn't want out there. And so when I told him, hey, can you take this video down, blah, 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 because it wasn't even on my birthday. It was like in March or February. And they're like, uh, no, because it's my video and I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I was like, OK, well, that's but that's me in the video. Can you like take it down, please? And they didn't. And so that video was up. And it's just because my family follows them on social media. So it's like, I don't want my family to see this but it, it is what it is. And then later, like in June or July, when we were searching the canyons, I don't know, they sent me like a random message saying like, if I had checked something or I just really don't care or something like that, I don't remember. 
I think I just didn't tell them happy birthday or something like that. I don't remember because their birthday was in May. I remember I said like, um, dude, I'm kind of been busy with other stuff. Like, I'm I'm sorry. And, and then they said, I don't know. It was it just started kind of becoming like a them thing and saying like, you don't give a shit about people. This, this and that. You're so conceited. You're so selfish, blah, 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 blah. And I was um, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm kind of like at the time, like it was all over my social media. Like I was like, I, I'm kind of going through something like my brother's missing. My family needs me. If that's selfish and because I'm not talking to you. I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't really want to apologize for that because my family needs me right now, you know? So then I said, I've already apologized to you multiple times because it wasn't just that text. Like throughout each year, I had texted her and I had apologized. But I, I was like at the point where like, I can't keep apologizing for something if you won't accept my apology. Like, uh-huh. I, I've, I've already apologized enough times and you haven't made the effort to talk this out like two mature people. So I can't keep doing this. And I'm right now at this point in time, I'm going through something very, very personal. And I don't have the capacity nor the mental strength to be dealing with this bullshit right now. And then they were saying something like, well, your mom, this. And I was like, excuse me, my mom is going through shit right now. Like, don't don't attack my mom in this very moment. My mom is going through some. And I was like, my mom can give a rat's ass about you right now. My, you're not even in my mom's mind at this point. You know, there's some there's other matters more important than than what happened three years ago, four years ago. They just kind of wouldn't let it go. And. I said, like, I'm, I'm done with this friendship. I'm done trying. I'm, I'm done. And from there, they said, like, I, I didn't say I was done with this friendship. And I was like, but I did. And that was it. And I haven't talked to them really since then. And their family still hangs out with my family. That the issue isn't with them. I would love to still talk to this person. I just I know it's never going to be the way it was. And after last year, I kind of don't want to have any sort of relationship because they showed me what mattered. And so I kind of don't want to deal with that. And when I'm putting it into perspective, like, you know, talking to my therapist and all this, there were t- times throughout our friendship where it, there would be small jabs at me. My successes, they would make fun of them. Like anything that I would accomplish, they would make fun of them. Why? But Why I, would they make fun of it? So they, so they, they didn't have to feel bad. I'm assuming, you know, cause um, you know, like Stephanie can't do that or Stephanie couldn't do that. Or at least that's the only th- good thing Stephanie can do or blah, 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 you know? And, and so it's like, I, I like they, but they would say it, say it in like almost like a joking manner. And so I didn't take it seriously, you know, but it still kind of like bothered me, but I just didn't take it seriously. And so when this whole thing was going down with our friendship, I think we both played a part in it. But at the same time, like, uh, again, I'm going to go back to the beginning. Like, I think we both created an environment that just wasn't good for either one of us because they were going through stuff that I'm not going to disclose on this. And I was going through stuff. And so, I think I honestly I think I needed a stable friend, but also there was stuff that was going on and I I wasn't the best person to help them out with their stuff either. And so when we kind of took that month break, it was kind of for the best because they were really going through it. And I, I I had tried to help them out with their stuff, but they wouldn't take my help either. And this was before I even threw them under the bus. But there's just, you, you know, it gets to the point where you can only do so much for somebody if they want, if they don't want to be helped. And I think, I don't know, in our friendship, I don't know, like maybe, I don't know, maybe they wanted to be the savior. They wanted to be the leader. I don't know. But it just sucks because I knew this person when we were kids and it just, you know, stuff happened and it didn't work out. But it's just, yeah. I can relate to that where I had a like a rough patch with someone I grew up with as well 
and I definitely relate to the the point where you feel like you don't know them anymore and that you're just going different places in life and that you just can't connect the same I completely understand that but I also think that good on you for realizing what's best for you and sticking to your gut because I honestly I can't imagine going through what you did and then on top of that having a friendship end or ending a friendship and just having that stress on top of all of that I think that's it's a lot and the way you took care of yourself, I'm really proud of you for choosing yourself and putting yourself first. Damn. Nalima, don't make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the end, you have to just realize when some things are, I guess, long overdue or, you know, like the friendship, from what it sounds, it sounds like the friendship had already been dead for a while. And it was just like the last few strings stringing along. until it just got to the point where you finally realized like why am I even still entertaining this person you know yeah but was I I was a shitty person right guys let's not let's not take it out like I fucked up as a friend too oh of course you know I mean (laughs) accountability goes both ways right (laughs) but at the same time you took you know at least you you have self-awareness and uh you did take responsibility and you did own up to what you did and you apologized for it multiple times dude i think yeah. at the same time i think that's one thing i don't think people disclose is like if you've taken accountability and you've talked about where you felt you want to do better and how you can do better like evelyn was saying like it's you know both people have to cross that bridge but mm-hmm. it comes to the point where like if you've already done everything you can walk out yes oh i can relate so much to your story because what i went through was kind of like that where, you know, like I wasn't a perfect friend either. And there were um, scenarios where I'm like, oh, like I should have stepped up. I should have been there for them. But it was more of like, oh, since you didn't do this for me, then I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to take accountability for what I did to hurt you. So it's very much like, I want to say struggle Olympics in a way of no, 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 my pain is worse than yours. Like, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not taking accountability and just kind of place blame solely on me so I I definitely can relate on the whole apologizing and trying but at the same time not getting anything back no reciprocation yeah um, yeah I relate <laughs> I have had my fair share of toxic friendships in my life and in different times in my life I've had them in middle school I've had them in high school and even in college and even recently like It always sucks because no one ever wants to start any form of relationship thinking, oh, this is going to be toxic, you know, like you don't really want to jump yourself into that. And so a lot of times when we do end up in these toxic friendships, it's because something shifted, something happened, true colors may have been exposed. There's lots of different reasons. I had a friendship that was a very long one for my childhood also, elementary school. And it was really interesting because we were like best friends and uh, we did so much together. But even when I was younger, I feel like there were some definitely some red flags that I probably ignored. More so too, because I was very, um, when I was younger, guys, Conchitas, you guys, whoever's listening, I was very, very, very shy. Like, really quiet 
Okay. I didn't start getting really extroverted or talkative until like eighth grade. It was really hard for me to like be vulnerable and put myself out there. So I only had a like a small amount of friends in elementary school. I mean, I knew everyone else, but like friends, friends. Yeah, it was really small. And so I, when I got a best friend, I stuck to them. Like I was with them next to them, like followed them. I was like their shadow in a way. I never felt like that, but it's actually turned out a lot of other people were the ones to start bringing it up to me, telling me like, you know, you could be your own person. You know, you don't always have to agree with what this person said. And I didn't even notice I was doing that. So this is kind of a piece of advice for like, maybe to be observant in your own relationships right now. Like I said, if you're always walking on eggshells, if you're always trying to please the other person or not speaking your true mind because you think it would upset this person, those are red flags for any relationship. And you should definitely be aware of that because that's not how you should feel about around someone that you trust and is supposedly your friend. It's really kind of crazy to say this out loud because it doesn't sound real to me, but I was in abusive friendships for a while again different times in my life one of them even to the point where it was actually like physically abusive and I never saw it that way you know I thought it was like joking or that's just the way they joked or played around but it wasn't until someone else called them out in front like they they hit me in front of someone else really fucking hard and uh what the fuck yeah yeah. And she, you know, yeah, it was really weird. But again, I, I don't know. I was so used to it. And even thinking about it now and talking about it is, is really weird to me. But um, yeah, she hit me in front of like our, our friend group and someone called her out on it and was like, Hey, they were like, you don't fucking hit her. And they all kind of got mad. But then I remember being like, telling this person, like, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, I know you don't mean it that way or like whatever. And just kind of like comforting them. And I think about it now and I'm like, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm just want to say this. Cause I don't think a lot of people talk about this. I don't think a lot of people realize that friendships can be physically abusive. They can be mentally abusive, verbally abusive. I've had verbally abusive friends before where maybe they, they take it as, oh, I'm just being honest. That's fine. Like honesty is good, but there's a way to do it, especially if somebody is your friend. You know what I mean? Like if someone's just going to plain out tell you like, oh, you're fucking stupid, like for no reason or like tell you shit like that all the time. That's not a friend. And I don't know what their intentions are. I don't know why they're around or what. But if people are going to put you down, they're not a friend. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced something like that. Like someone literally telling you like, I don't know, you're doing something and they're like, oh, that's stupid. Or you're dumb. Or like, you don't look or like you look awful in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's like what it was with that friend. Like it was belittling me, you know? Yes. Belittling. Then that's not belittling someone. Anyone is not a good thing, not a healthy thing. And so something you definitely don't want in a friendship. I have definitely encountered the two-faced friendship, you know, where to your face, like they love you, quote unquote, they tell you, you know, that you're one of their best friends and stuff. And then behind your back, they're talking shit on you with other people. And then you find out because word gets around, eventually someone is going to tell someone else and someone else. And then it comes back to you 
and you're hurt because you had no idea. And you're like, wait, what? Like, this is what they think of me, but they're so nice to me and they tell me they love me. And, you know, I think that's mm. a very painful reality yeah. that I, I think a so, lot of people go through. Friendships are complicated. It's built on a foundation of trust and loyalty. Mm-hmm. And love, a different kind of love from a partner relationship, from a romantic relationship. It's different. You know, I think this is why this is probably a hard topic that we talk about. Like we don't talk about toxic friendships or complicated friendships because it hurts. It hurts when it happens. And so it's hard to talk about it because you're like, I I don't know where it went wrong or you do wrong and you're just kind of mad because you miss that person, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's like a lot of, that's what a lot of people do in any relationship they just they make excuses for others or they rely on the longevity of the friendship you know and and they use that as an excuse I was actually talking to someone uh, recently how sometimes people stay friends just because they've been friends for so long but they don't even like each other (laughs) and so you shouldn't just stay in a relationship just because you've been in it for so long you know I just want to add Like, that's why I had a hard time walking away from my toxic friendships because it it was all I invested in. I didn't invest in myself. I invested in them, in the friendship. And so for me, it was like, oh, this is four years down the drain. What do I have to show for it? So I, that's why I stuck around. So what do you define as a healthy friendship? What did you learn from toxic friendships that you now insert in your current friendships? For me, I would say a healthy friendship is when I, you can share how you feel, be like, hey, this is not working for me, or hey, this is how I feel, and there's reciprocation, there's respect, and you both work on changing things within each other, and that's something I've experienced, too. I've, like I mentioned, I have someone from my childhood where we had a brief falling out, but then when we reconnected, we kind of talked about everything and things that weren't working in the friendship before. And we worked on basically changing that and starting from where we left off. And that's something that I've learned that to not be so afraid of doing. I think a lot of us get caught up in, oh, if I do say something, this could be it. This could end the friendship. Or if mm-hmm. I voice my opinion or my pain like this, they're going to just take that and use it against me. And I feel like a lot of us get so trapped in this mindset where we don't feel like we can grow as individuals and that we're there to please other people because we're afraid of people leaving our lives so for me a healthy relationship is where I can communicate freely and I can talk to someone without the fear that it's going to be used against me or they're going to end the friendship with me because it is built on trust and if one conversation or one disagreement ends a friendship then it wasn't built on a strong foundation to begin with exactly that is something that's very important now and but now also the way they treat others is something that I pick up on because that's something I the red flag that I missed in my past friendships was I saw the way they treated other people but then in my head I'm like no they know me you know we've built this trust they would never do that to me And that was my biggest mistake. And I wish if I could go back, I would actually take that red flag and just leave. And so that's something I also look out for now. I'm a very vulnerable person, and but I'm also a very private person. So 
my close friends, they know me, they know what's going on in my life, but people outside of that, I don't like to really post a lot about my personal life, especially with my toxic friends and the things they've done. I'm just kind of like, okay, I like living my life in peace. No drama. <laughs> no, thank you. So something I really insert now is that communication. If something bothers me, straight up letting them know, not letting it sit, not letting it boil, but just communicating straight up like, hey, I felt this way when you said this. Can we work it out? And it is a very uncomfortable thing. I'm not going to lie. But it's something that has helped me see if this is an actually healthy friendship or not. I would also say more than anything, I pick up on fakeness and I pick up on a lot of things mm -hmm. more than I used to. So one thing that I now I do in my current friendships is kind of when I first meet someone, just kind of seeing how open they are to like conversations, just to see if they're in it for superficial reasons or not. Because I, I think it's definitely hard to build a friendship based on social media, for sure. But that's those are things that's helped me. And in my current friendship is kind of also being vulnerable. Like it, I think after I went through this, and, and it was very, very dramatic, which I, I would love to do in part two of this episode. I think there's just so much that goes into toxic friendships. But for me, it was a very dramatic ending. I needed a lot of time to process and heal from that. And so what's helped me was kind of people that I was, you know, I was friends with, but wasn't super close with. I, I began being vulnerable with them and sharing what I went through. And that's, that's really helped me really see who's who are the real ones and who are not the real ones and also I think that's a very healthy friendship knowing it's a healthy friendship is when you can be vulnerable and there's no conditional support that they would just listen to you and if, even if they don't understand what's going on just providing that support and listening and that's something that I've learned from my past and I use now I was gonna say the last bit is something that for sure I can vouch on that's something you totally do because when I was going through what I was going through last year, again, like, I don't think everybody really knows everything I was dealing with last year. And I don't think I put it into perspective, everything I, you know, because I'll still have glimpses of, oh, my God, I really, I really went through that. But if not for my, my friends and family, but friends like Nalima and Laisa and Madalena and other friends who checked in with me and talked to me and I'm not going to cry because I don't want to cry because um oh god I'm crying <laughs> it was um I don't think I can ever express how um how grateful I was for those phone calls um with you checking up on me you know and checking in with my sisters doing your part but just like really just being there for me I don't God, I'm fucking crying. I fucking hate myself crying. Yeah. But I just don't okay. think that um, I can never thank you enough for being there when I really, really needed you. And I didn't ask you to be there. You just showed up. And so that is something that I look for in my current friendships, you know, like loyalty, trust, no judgment, you know, and respect and space when I need a mental break oh that's so sweet I'm gonna cry <laughs> that is so sweet I was like oh my gosh 
I started crying because honestly, like it was a lot. Last year really was a lot for me. And Nalima was really sweet and she would check up on me and she called me. And she's like, how are you? What can I do for you? Do you just want to talk? I'm here to listen and you can vent. And I was like, oh my God, you know, and those are the best people. And sometimes I would be on the phone just crying, just crying to her and telling her like what I'm going through and how I'm feeling. And it was so beautiful, you know, and I don't think people know is um, Nalima is actually started off as being more of my sister's friend. And <laughs> I will admit, I didn't really like Nalima at first. <laughs> Stephanie, do I... you like anybody at first? <laughs> oh, my God. No, and I don't think people like me at first either. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that I thought I didn't like her. I just thought she was so bougie or so extra. I was like, oh, my God, I can't deal with this girl. But at the same time, like, I think people evolve and people grow. And I, I again, I was not the best friend. I was not the greatest person out there. I had a lot of growing to do. And I needed to, not just as a person, as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter, because I can tell you the girl that I was four or five years ago is a completely different girl than I am now. Like the way I am as a friend is the way I want to have my friends. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we had an interesting beginning for sure. Like, I remember I was like, I don't know why this girl is being mean to me, but okay <laughs> oh Angie. but I yeah definitely I think you have grown I've watched you grow grow as a person and I think we also like reconnected and it was weird because we did we kind of had a rough I don't know if it was a rough patch but yeah it was like our friendship I definitely did not I don't know I guess I didn't see you as a friend because Mm-mm. like yeah and then I think when you started growing as a person and when you reached out again after a couple years I was like okay like I'll give her another chance I want to see what she's about and here we are now with that I think and I mean this might go into the next question but there are some friendships that deserve a second chance yes Um, 100% I have something about that so I was gonna say this going back to accountability there are some friendships that ended or that have ended but if they were accountable of their actions and of their wrongdoings and they actually apologized and were genuine about it, depending on the person, I would let them back in. And that has happened to me once with one of my best friends now, actually. Shout out to Addison. He lives in Idaho right now for school. But best friends, something happened. We had a huge fallout. Almost basically, I, I say I hated him. I didn't really hate him, but I felt like he really hated me. But then like a year and so later he apologized and took accountability for his actions and I truly believed them and now we're best friends again I was actually in his wedding he got married last year and I was a groomsmaid so I was like the only girl in a line of men in a wedding I thought it was really cool but (laughs) and when I get married one day he will be one of my groomsmen no bridesmen my one of my bridesmen bridesmen yeah yes so I do believe that friendships can reconnect. That you well, can look at you and me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't have a falling out. We just disappeared from each other's lives. But yeah, there's so many ways that friendships can reconnect and that you can like get to know each other all over again. Because people change. Like you said, you're a different person than who you were four or five years ago. That's almost everybody. Everybody has gone through different shit. Everyone has grown, hopefully, gone through other stuff and if they're being mature enough and growing with their age, then they're applying what they've learned throughout the years to who they are now as a person. So I do believe that second chances are a real thing. And, but that's definitely something I look out for in my friendships today is accountability, loyalty, trustworthiness, you know, and, yeah. and honesty. 
the honesty is the key one thing I pick up on people's genuinity if that makes sense if I don't like you within the first five minutes that we're talking I'm not gonna pursue some whatever relationship with you but yeah I think friendships change and people change the dynamic changes you know some friendships do grow out and some friendships can re-blossom yeah it just depends on the person and it just depends on whether or not you guys want to make an effort to have that relationship but also I think if not for what happened last year, I wouldn't have done a lot of growing, but I have been growing a lot throughout these last couple of years. I just think you got to give people sometimes, depending who they are, because there are some people who have a good heart. They just need time to get there, you know? Yeah. And you can you give them their space and stuff. But and yeah. Again, um, and again, if you, like what Nalima said, if there is something that happens that you feel brings a bump in your friendship, don't be afraid to communicate and talk about it. That's what you're supposed to do in relationships. You can't just pretend it's not there, ignore it, hope it goes away because then you blow up, you know, and then that's when it gets messy. Yeah. Be an adult and communicate your feelings. And if they're really your friend and it's built on a good foundation, they should understand that. And then you should be able to go over this road bump together. I wanted to add something real quick on what makes a friendship complicated and this is something I went through is when you do have a falling out with a a person or group of people but then you all have mutual friends that gets very messy and complicated yes it does and I think that's something I went through where like I had you know my falling out with group of individuals and the friendships that I've built for three four years or just completely abandoned me did not speak to me did not want to hear my side just took one side and ran with it and Mm -hmm. I definitely think that this is why I believe in second chances so much because it's so hard to completely lose all your support system at once and then to rebuild yourself it can feel like you're in such a dark place so I just also want to acknowledge that it's not that simple because before we go into this question I just also want to like acknowledge that it's not that simple to just walk away especially if this is your only form of support system or sense of belonging, it could be really difficult to just walk away. A hundred percent. I will say real quick that the first time I ever felt depression in my life was somewhere between sophomore and junior year. And it was after a friend breakup and it wasn't just one friend. It was, it was a group. And that's like the first time I ever experienced depression. So it could definitely take a toll on you. So, you know, yeah, I mean, proceed that- with caution. So what advice do you have for those who are unsure of how to end a toxic friendship or maybe the toxic person in the friendship and not know it yet? I mean, you guys kind of been touching on it, but feel free to expand. I guess I can start. So in my situation, I was not aware that I was in a toxic friendship and I didn't know how I didn't even know it should end or I should leave or that I deserved better. And kind of like what we've been talking about, I was holding on to it because of how long. And this was my main group of like people that I relied on throughout a few years. So part of me was like, oh, we're going to make it to, you know, at least to this point in our lives. Like I, I just really like planned a future with them in it. So for me, how I realized that I should walk away was when I was disrespected blatantly and when I, like I've shared how important reciprocation is, just when I shared 
something that I went through that was very hard for me and kind of affected the way I, I was in that friendship was there was no acknowledgement or respect. Instead, it was kind of like, this is how you should have acted, not this way. So I'm not going to validate how you felt, feel or what you're going through. So that those are like basically the exact words. And mind you, like this was very, very, <laughs> I want to say messy because it was just three people that just ended a friendship with me over text and the other two didn't even have the decency to end it with me directly and I think that was the point when I was like okay it's time for me to walk away because I know that I do deserve better I do deserve at least a friendship where if you're gonna end it have the maturity to end it with me directly, not over text through another person. You know, it's like, we're all grown adults. You, that's the least you could have done. <laughs> for me, that was my experience. And for those of you who are unsure of how to end a toxic friendship, one of my biggest things I wanna say was not reflecting on the friendship and kind of just hanging on to it. And one thing I really wish, instead of everything going down the way it did, was that I would have observed the red flags and distanced myself and found other forms of community instead of sticking around for it to end the way it did. I think deep down, I knew these were not my people. I knew I had to get out. These were not, because there was a lot of red flags actually that I kind of pushed up to the side and was like, oh no, like they're good people. I know they're good people. So that's one something I really wish I did is something, an advice I want to give to you all is if you do see red flags and if you feel like you, you don't feel comfortable talking to them or trust that they'll take it well, is maybe while you're reflecting, take a step back. Hopefully you have other people you can hang out with and spend time with and use that time to really see like, is this friendship worth it? Is this someone that you can actually be vulnerable with and work through things with? That's my advice. If you're in a toxic friendship and you don't know how to end it, I would say before you do talk to the person, really weigh out your pros and cons because it is a very hard thing to do. And especially if your whole life revolves around this person, if you've grown up with them, if you're family friends, if you can't avoid this person, it there's a lot a lot of risk and I want to acknowledge that because it's not a very easy thing to do and when I was going through this I felt really alone and very isolated because people would just be like oh just leave just walk away and it's like okay I did that but now what and it's like rebuilding everything from the ground up so definitely like take your time don't rush really take care of yourself first before you address the friendship. I want to add, if you find yourself continuously making excuses for the person, that's a really big sign. That's what kind of led me to realize that I was in a toxic friendship is I was constantly making excuses for someone. And then I realized I got to a point where I was like, oh, I don't think I can make an excuse for this behavior anymore. So yeah, so just watch out for that. Just to add on to that, when everything was done and said with, I felt relieved. I felt Mm -hmm. like I finally be myself and live my life. Like I was, I felt this weight lifted off my shoulder. And I think that's also a very big sign. Yeah. You can live your life happily without the people 
that are bringing you down, that's a sign that it needs to be done with. Yeah, just look at the benefits that they bring in your life. Just watch how they treat other people, honestly, because that's a huge thing. How they treat other people is how they treat you behind your back. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing. And I want to add one piece of advice for you guys to take away, because a lot of people are always asking, even myself, well, how do I make friends? Especially how do I make friends in my 20s? Really quick, you made friends in high school because you saw the same people every day consistency. So think of the things that you like to do and go and pick out a place and go to that place every week, two times a week, one time a week, three times a week. And you'll start to be around people that have similar interests and you'll be familiar and people will notice you. You'll notice others who hang out there. And that's where you can build friendships and friend groups and stuff. You know, if you like going to the gym, go to the gym. If you like going to the library, go to the library. If you like drinking, going to bars, go to the bars. Like you're going to meet people like-minded on those places that you go to. And if you go consistently. And I will add to that. Always be your authentic, genuine self. That's a magnet. People will come to that. You radiate energy and people will come to it. Also, don't be afraid to reach out to people. I reached out to Evelyn and look at where we are now. I I reached out to Nalima after not being on good terms for a while and look at where we are now. So, you know, put yourself out there, take the risk. And if you were a shitty person before, person and if you've done the growth work people will see that and people will be like yeah I want to give you another chance so don't don't be afraid to put yourself out there it's scary but the friendships that come out of it are 100% so much better I, I think when you're a toxic person in the friendship you don't know that you're just a toxic person in the friendship um, and that depends on your maturity and then like you guys have been saying like accountability like when you take accountability I don't think you're no longer the toxic person in the friendship you're now the grown person in the friendship taking accountability that there's something wrong in the friendship and that something needs to change and it needs to get better. I do also want to say, again, friendships are complicated and they're very hard to navigate depending on how long you have been friends, what has been disclosed, the depth of the friendship. So for sure, I think we might have to do a part two on this. But I think for now, all I can say is what me and Evelyn were saying earlier, like I go about my friendships. The person that I am is the same person that I want to have as a friend. So I try to be the best person I can be. And I try to have the qualities that I look for in a, per, in a friendship. And again, like if you're not sure to enter a toxic relationship, there will be somebody out there that will be willing to listen to you and give you advice. And it's hard. It's extremely hard. But it's it, it might be needed for your mental health, for your emotional health. So keep in mind that at the end of the day, you're important and what you need is important. And this person may no longer be providing you with what it is that you need in terms of a good friendship and a, and a healthy, positive relationship. And if you're ever unsure, you can reach out to us here at the self Bunches podcast. You can reach out to Nalima. You can reach out to Ev. You can reach out to me. We're here to help you. I will shout out my other friends because they're going to call me on and be like, hey, I, what the, why did they get a shout out at me? Bridget, you get a shout out. Vanny Martin, you get a shout out. If I didn't call you out, I'm sorry, but you know who you are. And I will always be very grateful and appreciative and have so much love and respect for you being a part of my life. So love that. Beautiful. <laughs> if you or someone you know is experiencing an unhealthy or abusive relationship, check out joinonelove.org for resources or call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233.
Well, that wraps up the episode. Thank you so much to Nalima for joining us. I'm I'm going to give her a chance to shout out her social media accounts if you want to follow her. So yes, so my TikTok is OG Brown Girl, but like girl with the U. <laughs> my DMs are open, so if any of you need anything, you can just DM me. It's open. I'm more than happy to help. And uh, my YouTube is The Fashion Diaries, and I'm hoping to post there and on TikTok more, and just my style and all of that. So I'd love if you all wanted to reach out and support me. And thank you so much to Stephanie and Evelyn for having me on this episode. I'm forever grateful. And I would love to maybe do a part two because this is such a deep topic. So thank you both. Oh, thank you for being here. I don't think we scratched the surface, right, Ev? I mean, there's so much to go into on this topic. So yeah, I definitely think we could do a part two. (laughs) Thank you, Nalima. We enjoyed having you. Um, And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages to be up to date on what we have going on in the Self-Conscious Podcast, such as who our guests will be on upcoming episodes, podcast collabs, small business highlights, announcements, and so much more. Our Instagram page is Self-Conscious Podcast, and our Twitter account is at Conscious Podcast. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Like always, I hope you resonated with this episode. Learn something from it. If you liked the episode, go ahead and subscribe to the Self-Conscious Podcast. We are available on all your favorite podcasting apps. And while you give us a rating, might as well... Give us a review. It helps us spread the word. Also, go ahead and share the episode with a friend or family member. The more listeners, the better. We post new episodes every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Eso es todo por hoy. Evelyn and I will see you all next week for a whole new episode. Until then, have a good one, Conchitas. And remember, don't be so self-conscious.